right. No, but I, I actually think I was there. I was always fighting to get back to the same place. And it was always a number on the scale. And I was always up and then f fighting to get back down and then up and then fighting to get back down. And I know a lot of people out there are going through the same thing. But then with the coaching, it really just opened up my mindset on focusing on different elements of nutrition and focusing on different elements of strength that helped me to reach my goals. What's up, friends? Coach Ed here with The Fit Source, and welcome to the What's Fit show. We started What's Fit because we started to notice that people were uh, trying to drive towards more societal norms and trying to achieve things that other people put on them. And we really believe that people's definition of fitness should be about a goal that's important to them, and it should be unique to them. It should be what they think fit is, not what society thinks. So today, I'm very excited to have a special guest with us, Jody Fishbein. Hi, everybody. Thanks, Ed. Thanks for having me. Thanks Appreciate for coming. I love, I love how you went into, uh, you went into live stream voice. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Ed. <laughs> Great to be here. Right before we went on, like Jody and I were just casual talking, and then of course, the first thing she says is like huge smile and and back to professional teacher Jody voice. <laughs> so that that makes me happy, and I'm sure everybody listening will be happy happy too. <laughs> So in terms of, I just gave everybody just basic intro on what the idea of what's fit. So for you, we'll go kind of through the whole arc, but let's start with now first, like what is fit to you? So, um, you know, for, for me, I came a long, long way. It's been a long road for me um, in that I've always loved fitness. I've always you know, I've always loved that. But for me right now, it's about being consistent. Um, it's about really having a consistent effort over a long period of time, whether you're dealing with nutrition or you're dealing with strength training, or for me, it's both. But consistency is, is really important. You know, I've always been that yo-yo dieter, you know, um, in the past before, I started working with you and the coaches that um, that you work with. I really I came into the, I came into to the gym with the notion of um, just wanting to always look better, right? It wasn't always it was in a, and I was and I was always in this um, yo-yo dieting phase. It's like my my friends used to tease me like, "What's the Monday diet this this week, Jody?" You know, and I'm like, "Low carbs," and the next week it's like low fat. But once I found strength training, I just, I realized that being fit is more about feeling healthy. It's more about feeling energetic and really being able to like perform um, our tasks that we do every day, you know, and I, I think I used this example one other time, but, you know, lifting that five gallon water jug that you have to dump into yep. the you know, the Poland Springs thing, you know, before stepping into the gym, that's not something I was ever able to do. Right. So like perform, when I say performing everyday tasks, it's, it's things like that, being able to just move functionally. 
So, you know, being fit for me is right now, it's about consistency. It's about nutrition. It's about feeling really good and feeling energetic. End of episode. Thank you for joining us, everyone. It's <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's it's cool to hear you talk that way because it's funny how well, first of all, I know just how much your path has changed since I've worked with you for so long, but it's it's funny how the things that you lean on as your definitions of fitness are the things we're still trying to improve. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's what's really cool, in my opinion. One of the things that's really cool about your journey is you've already achieved everything you set out to achieve originally at least. Mm -hmm. And now we're working on a new set of goals. And like just the, for anyone listening, Jody and I just finished a strategy session right before this. And part of it was great. You did what I asked you to do. Good job. And now I need you to do it better. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause now she's entering, I won't get into details unless she wants to share it, but now she's entering like the next phase of her process. So what do we need to do? We need to be more consistent. We need to make sure that we're doing the things we need to have enough energy to drive these workouts. So it's really cool when you see like knowing it's that important to you, I know you're going to be able to nail it. Yeah. And you know, um, it's the evolution of it, um, has been an eye opener for me has been, has been a game changer. And I think it's, it's, you know, and of course I'm going to go to the learning phase of it because I'm an educator, but it's, it has been, it has been a learning phase. Like when I stepped into the gym, I, to be honest with you, I thought it was all about cardio for years. It's cardio, cardio, cardio. And when you introduced me to strength training and how nutrition coupled with strength training could help me reach my goals, like that was a whole learning process for me. I thought, decrease my calories. I was not, I wasn't eating nearly enough. Like I remember, I remember you guys looking at me going, wait, this is all you ate today. I said, yeah, I, that's all I eat every day. I want to throw this out there. I guarantee you, I never said it like that to you. <laughs> so the realization that when you're strength training, you actually have to eat more, you know, all of that was a learning curve for me. So the way that that this process and this journey has evolved for me, um, you know, has, has been awesome. It's been tremendous because it's, I'm just learning and I'm still learning and how we're, let's see, April will be five years. Oh my God. It's our oh. anniversary. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's what's like, I, I talk to people about this all the time. I, I don't say it on the front end just because I don't want to scare people away, but when people sign up, like anyone, for anyone that knows our process, there's always some sort of consultation on the front end and then a trial, and then they go into a longer term membership. So there's there's baby steps that go there. But once people get into the point that they're in a year membership, in my head, I'm like, I really hope I have this person for at least two years. Mm -hmm. We would never sign them up for that long because I just think it's totally unethical to do that. I'd rather them want to stay. But it's really interesting seeing you're now on this like five-year arc, having achieved everything you set out to achieve, and now it's like it just process starts over. Right. You don't lose any of what you learned, but now it's just that constant learning evolution like you you uh, hinted at before. And the thing is too, that your goals change. Like, I think I've said this to you before, but if you're thinking about, you know, there's so many people out there that just concentrate on the number on the scale. And one of the things I've learned along the way is that the number on the scale constitutes so many different things. There's so many variables that go into the number on the scale. It's not all fat. It's not right. So, 
So, you know, we, along the way, I've definitely learned that I shouldn't get crazy obsessive and you've, and, and I was obsessive. I mean, I used to get on the scale with the left foot. Right, let me see if I'm the same weight if I get on with the right foot, like crazy, you know? And so, but I think there are a lot of people out there that can relate to that. Yeah. But the thing, the thing that I learned along the way is there's so many things that, um, that constitute the, the number or that contribute to the number that the number is not all that important yeah. as, as you think it is. And once you like, just back to the understanding more about the process, once you understand what makes up the number and you have better control over the variables, whether it be what you're eating, the amount you're eating, like sleep, you know, all the things that go into it, then we don't have this same like mystery behind the number. So the anxiety drops a bit. And it doesn't mean the the emotion, like we just talked about it, right? Like, it doesn't mean the emotion behind it drops, you're like, but no, my weight went up last week. It's like, well, over the last two and a half weeks, you've actually maintained, which is what the goal was. So like the emotion doesn't come out of it. But it is interesting. Like now you can weigh yourself daily for how long, and not have that same like, not have that same crazy energy that, um, and crazy energy is a bad way to say it, but not have that same like ramped up energy with that the weight defines you. Right. And it's also like, sometimes that number on the scale puts you into like crisis mode. Like I gotta get, I got to decrease that number. And then you do something so drastic that it's just unhealthy. And one of the things that I realized too, is once I started strength training is that previous to that, I felt horrible. I didn't even realize how horrible I felt until I started to focus on all of these things that we're talking about. So it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it definitely has been a journey. It's been a great one and it will continue for the rest of my life. I happened to be speaking to um, a doctor who, who's a friend of mine last night and um you know, we, we were talking about mindfulness and being positive and he's, he, he made an analogy and I said, it's, it's the same thing like with your physical being. It's like, I move because I can. There's so many people out there that can't. Like people wake up and say, oh, I have to exercise today. You know, I, I move and I, I want to move because I can. And that has been a mindset change for me physically. And I think going to those people who like anyone listening that, you know, wants to be a part of this process. And I don't mean even necessarily just with us. I just mean, in general for themselves, there's reasons that people don't have motivation. Like, and that's the awesome part about the journey you've gone through is now we're at a point that we're pushing your training enough that what did we just talk about? Let me know if your motivation drops. Let me know if you're overly sore. Let me know if your mood is altered. Let me know if you're ravenously hungry. Like these are all signs that there's a lot of stress on the system and we need to change something, either eat more for a little while or take some extra rest. So for anyone out there listening, like finding something you can get behind is super important. Like if you can't get yourself to work out, go for a five minute walk, pick, you know, go for a five minute walk Monday through Friday, just commit to that. And then when that feels easy, bump it up to 10. And, you know, we can, you don't have to be the person that's ready for strength training to eventually take advantage of strength training. It's so true. And, you know, changing one little thing until it becomes a habit, whether it's 
drinking more water or going for a little walk, taking the dog for a walk instead of letting the dog out back. Like just little, little things can make a huge difference over time. And that's yeah. really what I meant with consistency. Yeah, definitely. Now that we got Jody in, in coach mode here, um, by the way, I've, I've bugged her multiple times. She won't tell me, but I've, I've asked her early on how much longer she was going to teach for so we could eventually get her to coach for us. So um, for anyone listening, she has not given me any information. To the best of my knowledge, she wants to teach for a very long time. So don't read into that statement. Uh, anyway, you um, let's go back a little bit. Uh, get you out of coach Jody mode. And go back to what brought you into the gym in the first place. So I know a big thing that we've talked about and you, the way you started was interesting, right? You, you tried, you came in uh, for a trial and it wasn't the right time in your life. And then you ended up coming back. So kind of go back to around that time period. Yeah. One big uh, thing you always have referred to is that limiting self-care. Right. Right. You know, and like I said earlier, I've always been the person to to really want fitness to be part of my life, but it wasn't consistent. And um, my family had a health crisis. My husband uh, was diagnosed with cancer. And over the course of a good 10 years, he was in and out of treatment. Um, he had stem cell transplants. And you know that experience left me as a mom of two, right? And I'm an educator. So I was working, taking care of my children. And, you know, the one thing that I sacrificed was the consistency of, of exercise and, you know, just doing maybe what was quick or what was easy in terms of nutrition, um, because I was just trying to like keep my head above water for, for a long time. And so once I was in a position where, you know, he was healthy and I, I just, I said, something has to give here and it's, I have, it's time for myself. And, you know, um, we, we, we talk about this, you know, self-care is not selfish. And the one thing that I would tell any young mom, and I do, I walk around school and I say this, take time for you, even if it's 20 minutes, you know, tell your mom or your husband or your significant other or whoever is available to help you with uh, your time consuming tasks you need 20 minutes for yourself. You need a half an hour for yourself and do something for you, whether it's breathing or yoga or something that can help reduce stress. You know, in today's day and age, we just, we live stressful lives. So that's really what brought me into the gym was, was that particular um, time in my life where my husband was going through a health crisis. I, once we got into that good place, I realized I, I need to do I need to do this for myself. And in turn, what does that do? It makes me better for everybody else. And I think it's it was interesting seeing you coming out of that time period. Uh, there was still you still had to fight, mm -hmm. and I don't mean I'm not referring to anything about your husband's health. I mean you had to fight to keep yourself on your list, and you had to fight for the time. So just one example that pops into my head is. I remember how much your daughters used to call you when you first started at the gym, mm -hmm. used to call you during your workout, like right before it and during it. And I'm not saying that to say that they were like bugging you or getting in the way of your process. It just, when you decide to start, there's so many other hurdles. Like you got over the big hurdle mm -hmm. and then you still have to navigate. You have to communicate differently with your family. You have to 
consistently remind people you're taking the time for yourself. You have to be confident enough in the fact that taking your time for yourself isn't selfish. Right. Right. And I, and I actually, you're so right about that. I can't even, I don't even remember that, but now that you say that, I, I recall that what, exactly what you're talking about. And I remember going home and I remember at one point after like they had called me like three times in a row, I remember saying, okay, we need to talk from this time to this time. I'm working with my trainer. I'm not, you know, driving in the car or whatever. I'm, I'm working with my trainer. So this is mommy time. And I remember giving them concrete examples because uh, my da one daughter was a dancer. My other daughter played soccer. And I said, listen, it's not, I don't call you when, when you're on the soccer field, right? So this is mommy's exercise. This is mommy's time to get, get in my physical activity. So for that 50 minutes, unless it's an emergency, of course, if it's an emergency, call me. But, and you know what? After that conversation, they understood. They got it. Mommy needs a little time too. It's because you, it's because you did it the right way. You related to them, obviously, but you just, when I say you did it the right way, you just, you stuck to your guns. Like, right. How many times before did you, did you change something? And, and this isn't a knock on you. It's what everybody does before they lock in that consistency we keep talking about. How many times before did you start and stop? And I'm going to work out in the morning and now I'm going to work out in the evening. I'm not going to work out for a few months. I'm going to do this diet, do that diet. So for anyone who gets frustrated when like their family or friends aren't on board, this might be the first time that you're like, you might know in your head, this is the time, but it might look the same as all the other times that you weren't able to follow through. So try your best to have patience with the people in your life because changes, it's tough for them too. And you know, the other thing that I found is the coaching aspect. So if you're listening to this and you can resonate and you, you can really relate to what we're talking about, don't hesitate to get a coach. I mean, having coach Ed and coach Mike and working with them, it, it not only held me accountable, but it helped guide me and helped me actually like un, unlearn some behaviors that I didn't even know were wrong. Yeah. I, they, and you opened me up to new philosophies or new ways of thinking that I would never have been led to otherwise. So, you know, there's a lot of people out there that will say, oh, you know, I could do this on my own. I, and yes, you probably, you probably can. It's probably going to take you a lot longer to get to your goals, but having a coach, I just, I just wholeheartedly believe in coaching. I have coaches yeah. in different aspects of my life. Yeah. And I'm, I'm the same way, which is why it's easy for us to have this conversation. Like I have a business coach. I have a coach for my fitness. I'm a coach and I have a coach for my fitness. Like you know, I'm actually a week from Friday doing a consult with a therapist because I want to start to work on something in that lane. Like, I think it's having professionals help you just makes it, it, it helps sort out the BS and it makes it more likely that the changes you make are long-term. And I think that's the big thing. When you say people could do it on their own, getting back to where you were before, technically, is that achieving on some level? Sure. But if you always have to get back to the same place, unless something in your life happened that threw you off the path. Obviously, there's always that disclaimer. But um, if you always have to get back to the same place, then it didn't work. So I, I would sit there and say that maybe you don't know how to do it yet. And that's not as a knock on you. Um, and you being the general you. Right? No, but I, I actually think I was there. I was always fighting to get back to the same place. And it was always a number 
on the scale. And I was always up and then fighting to get back down and then up and then fighting to get back down. And I know a lot of people out there are going through the same thing. But then with the coaching, it really just opened up my mindset on focusing on different elements of nutrition and focusing on different elements of strength that helped me to reach my goals. And now, interestingly enough, your goals evolve and they change over time. So now we're working on totally different things, which is great. Yeah. And I don't think people have to have a coach for life. Um, and I don't mean like life coaching. I mean, they don't have to have this like lifelong commitment to a coach, but if you're in a situation where your goals can evolve and you can keep moving forward, then you can stay with the same coach. If you're not in that situation, there's nothing wrong with working with different coaches. I mean, I, you know, might be counterproductive for me to say that from a business standpoint, but this is for the people. Like mm -hmm. I have, like, if I, if I have a strength goal, I'm going to work with somebody. Um, I'm going to, I have a short list of people I'd work with. If I have a physique goal, I have one person I would work with. And it's Allie who I'm currently working with. So like, you know, it's okay if you do decide to bounce into different areas of fitness, but if you have somebody guide you on the path, you're going to be a lot more successful. 100%. I'm grateful for, um, for the opportunity that I've, I've had over the course of the last five years, you know, to, to work with great coaches and to, to work with people who are so knowledgeable and not just, you know, knowledgeable in what was, but the scientific advancements and the changes, that's also a whole nother component. People still think the old way is better. And there's, there's a lot to learn. Just gotta be open-minded. <laughs> Hey friends, Coach Ed here with The Fit Source. Thank you for listening to this episode of The What's Fit Show. At The Fit Source, we work with adults over 40 who have demanding lives and careers and give them the tools and guidance they need to be the healthiest version of themselves. Our members are normal people just like you who are fighting this fight every day and telling their stories as a way to celebrate their accomplishments and inspire others that they can do it too. If you'd like to learn more about The Fit Source team, visit us online at fitsourceonline.com. Thanks for listening, friends.